1: Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to day 355 of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today, I really wanted to talk to you about a book I am currently reading by Michael Pollan. P-O-L-L-A-N. It's called How to Change Your Mind, What the New Science of Psychedelics Teaches Us About Consciousness, Dying, Addiction, Depression, and Transcendence. And after looking him up, I found out that there are some other books of his that I would definitely not quote, but this one didn't have as much controversy around it, so I am going to quote some of the nuggets of wisdom that I did find that I thought were really worth sharing from this book. One of my favorite quotes suggests, psychological disorders are not the result of a lack of order in the brain, but rather stem from an excess of order. When the grooves of self-reflection, thinking deepen and harden, the ego becomes overbearing. This is perhaps most clearly evident in depression, when the ego turns on itself, and uncontrollable introspection gradually shades out reality carhart harris cites research indicating that this debilitating state of mind, sometimes called heavy self-consciousness or depressive realism, may be the result of a hyperactive, default mode network, which can trap us in repetitive and destructive loops of rumination that eventually close us off from the world outside. And in a past episode, I have referred to that default mode network as the thing that happens when our brain is in downtime or doing something pretty automatic to where our natural default mode is to be a little stressed or anxious or have mind wandering. And because of this mind wandering and lack of presence in reality, we can sometimes get lost in our ego, which is why I love this line so much. When they said this is perhaps most clearly evident in depression, when the ego turns on itself and uncontrollable introspection gradually shades out reality. Because if you've ever suffered from depression, you probably do understand that feeling of uncontrollable introspection and you do know that feeling of it kind of blurring the lines of what is real and what is your thought process but i love the way that they make this sound like it is an actual issue of excess order in the brain rather than a lack of order in the brain because i have often fought my own depression with trying to create more order when in reality i should just be shaking the snow globe up every once in a while and letting things resettle The book goes on to have some other really amazing quotes that I'll share with you now. He says, Over time, we tend to optimize and conventionalize our responses to whatever life brings. Each of us develops our shorthand ways of slotting and processing everyday experiences and solving problems. And while this is no doubt adaptive, it helps us get the job done with a minimum of fuss. Eventually, it becomes rote. It dulls us. The muscles of attention atrophy. Habits are undeniably useful tools, relieving us of the need to run a complex mental operation every time we're confronted with a new task or situation. Yet, they also relieve us of the need to stay awake in the world, to attend, feel, think, and then act in a deliberate manner. That is, from freedom rather than compulsion, I feel like this quote in particular is extremely relevant to what I've been talking about lately on how variety is the spice of life, and if things do become too rote or routine, we will stop acknowledging them altogether. The quote goes on to say, If you need to be reminded how completely mental habit blinds us to experience, just take a trip to an unfamiliar country. Suddenly, you wake up, and the algorithms of everyday life All but start over, as if from scratch. And if you have listened to past episodes, you know how important I think it is to shake things up every once in a while, to switch up your routine, to switch up your environment, to change the way that you carry yourself every once in a while so you can return to your proverbial island and feel excited to be back and really embrace that feeling again like it's a new place altogether. The last quote that I want to share with you from this book that I think was incredibly moving was a concept by Mendel Kalen. He said, Think of the brain as a hill covered in snow, and thoughts as sleds gliding down that hill. As one sled, after another, goes down the hill, a small number of main trails will appear in the snow, and every time a new sled goes down, it will be drawn into the pre-existing trails, almost like a magnet." Those main trails represent the most well-traveled neural connections in your brain, many of them passing through the default mode network. In time, it becomes more and more difficult to glide down the hill on any other path or in a different direction. When the snow is the freshest, the mind is the most impressionable, and the slightest nudge, whether from a song or an intention or a therapist's suggestion, can powerfully influence its future course. And while this book in particular is talking about the power of psychedelics to kind of flatten that snow out and create new neural pathways, it does go on to mention there are other ways to do this, by meditation and practicing mindfulness and intentionally changing habits to be less automatic. I think this book was incredibly interesting and enlightening in a lot of ways but I couldn't help but share some of these concepts with y'all because I had been talking about them on the podcast for so long already. It felt completely relevant and important and from a totally different perspective from a scientist studying psychedelics in his late 60s. (laughs) I hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. I've been your host, Julie Marica, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed.
0: you